Listen to subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. All right, gang, welcome to another episode of The Table of Truth. I'm your host, Cameron, a.k.a. Woko Kaje, with my other guest host. <laughs> what? Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. What up, y'all? It's Dwayne, a.k.a. RJ Barrett, a.k.a. The Knicks are back. Dave took my shit. Yo, 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 what up? OG of the pod. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, live and direct, coming in with... No name, because I ain't got nothing for you today. Check back. Maybe like 40 minutes, I have a name for you. Yeah, yeah. Popey Vision? Not Popey Vision? Yeah, Popey Face Killer? <laughs> well, that was Pope pretty Valley? good. That was pretty good, yeah. Well, you know, I'm Pope Valley to Don. Don Spiritual Lyric. <laughs> and last but not least, the closer. What's up? Yo, fellas, fellas, family, family. What's good? This is Ant. I'm back. D took my Nick shit, so Danny Jones, man. Let's go. Danny Downs all day. Fuck it, yo. I keep it like that, man. Keep it simple. You still rep the Knicks, man. You still rep the Knicks. Oh, Knicks all day. We're going to get into Anthony that. Randall. Yo, Pat, Pat hey. Ewing, man, forever, man. All day. <laughs> we, we, will, we will get into that for sure. We will touch on the Knicks in due time. Um, fellas, it's 2021. The month is March. And we I guess we're coming up on a whole year since... Uh, the COVID shutdown happened. How y'all feeling? How y'all been this whole year? And or are you guys taking the vaccine? Uh, yo, hold up, hold on. Before you say that, why you say COVID with air quotes, yo? You oh, you did. Shit. Air quotes. <laughs> I didn't see the air quotes. Yo. Hey, he but had no. The air quotes. He had it in his voice, though. He didn't do it. He had it in his uh, voice. He, he was like the COVID <laughs> shutdown on some Fox. Do you want Fox News now? Let me find out. You switch jobs. Are we shut down? <laughs> we were. Okay, that's what I said. That's what I said like that. Not everybody believes this is a shutdown. It's not saying that COVID ain't real. It's the shutdown. Do we believe we having a shutdown? Because half of us don't. So we we are here. What's that? Texas, Florida. Yeah, they don't believe in a shutdown. Um, But yeah, it's been a year. I've been working from home for a year. It's been a... Go ahead, Ant. You you can go, Cam. (laughs) Ant, can you hear us? All right. Yeah, I can hear you. I was gonna say it's been a year, and all right, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> uh, it's been a year since since I've been working from home, and uh, there's been some positives and some negatives about it, man. I'm not gonna lie. Working from home has kind of been a gift and a curse. Um, part of me is like, do I want to go back to work? Kind of, because I don't like having my work at home, but I'm saving gas, um, having that family <laughs> bonding time and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, trying to get this vaccine, man, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take the vaccine, but I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it and whatnot. You guys down for the vaccine and how's this, this, this first year of being on lockdown with COVID has been treating y'all? Uh, Pope, you want to go first? You always need to go first. Well, they ain't go first, so you can Get his delayed talking. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, as for the COVID, we're going to get that out the way real quick. COVID for me has been a little crazy for my family. I lost about, I lost my aunt, I lost my two cousins, and I lost my one of my first cousins two weeks ago. 
the COVID. So I ain't really have a good year with COVID last year. Damn. It's kind of rough for me. So I just can't. I'm definitely getting the Johnson & Johnson immediately. I already, I'm already um, spoke to my doctor. I'm locked in. So I'll be at X-Men in a few more weeks, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, yo, I'm sorry to hear. I didn't know you lost all those people to COVID, man. That's just crazy, yo. I know you lost one or two, but not that many, yo. Um, like I've been fortunate. I don't have to. I haven't. I haven't lost anybody really to COVID. Uh, I've been able to work from home since day one, and uh, I was able to save some bread. I got. Uh, I mean, shit was. It's been good, man. I was able to do a lot of shit since since we went into this lockdown. It changed a lot of my perspective on a lot of things. And it, it opened my eyes to what is more important in life. And I just, I see a lot of things just differently now. As far as the vaccine, I have to be honest, like, I'm on the fence, yo. Like, part of me is like, nigga, it's a vaccine for a disease, go take that shit, you know. But then on the other hand, it's the hand that's been reading my entire life and watching the world and knowing how the U.S. doesn't give a shit about people in general and they don't give a shit about people they definitely don't give a shit about black people so it's like i'm always concerned about what that vaccine really is you know like is it the cure is it something that's going to help us is it something we're going to have to take every year it's going to come like the flu shot which i don't get either and i've been good so it's like i'm just kind of i want a fence right now what about you d uh same um, in terms of uh, work. Been working from home since day one, and it's it's been it's been cool. Is I do miss the ability to kind of move around. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. just like being active. Like I don't like sitting down all day, so I have to like schedule walks. And when I don't have those walks, I feel like just sluggish and uh, I don't know, <laughs> just like a slob, yo, know, like Jabba the Hut. But um, besides that, like working from home is cool, saving a lot of money. Um, I agree with what Cam said in terms of like having your work. There's no balance now. Mm-hmm. Like work, yep. home and work is the same thing. And it's like people kind of take advantage of that. You get like a text or a call at a certain time and they expect because you're around. So that, that, that shit's kind of whack. But um, in terms of the vaccine, hell no, I ain't getting that shit, yo. Why? Not, huh? Why? Why? Yeah. Um, Johnson and Johnson, people who are making baby powder and knew that there were issues with it, are one of the leaders of creating a COVID vaccine. I just don't, I just don't trust the government. I don't trust anything, to be mm-hmm. honest. I'm really skeptical about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep my distance. I'll I'll mask up, but taking the vaccine, I'm not doing that anytime soon, unless that Go shit ahead, becomes Ant. mandatory. Yeah. Then I'll Go leave. Ahead, Ant. My, my, only, my only thing is, I don't know why a lot of people are paranoid. We've been going to the doctors for like, since people were born. I ain't gonna, I ain't never questioned a doctor from a shot then. I ain't gonna question them now, especially when your life's on the line. So, but I understand people's concerns, but I'm not gonna question somebody with seven master's degrees and tell them that I don't believe it. So, I'd rather believe that than somebody on the website saying it's fake. That's just my take. I'll, I'll just say Tuskegee experiment and what doctors do is called practice. So we ain't practicing. I mean, that was, that I'll was take it, my CMOS. I mean, 
Take my elderberry, I'm good. I Tuskegee experiment, look it up. But I, I, I ain't never heard hey, nobody drink both, no cranberry. Both, both points are valid. Cocoa, so. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I mean, like I said, can, we we can we can all sit here and say that yeah, being black and having a history of being experimented on and having malpractice, it's fair game to question whether you want to um, take the vaccine. I have elders in my family who lived through that experience and you know, been traumatized. So I can understand the empathy, but there's on the other side, it's like, man, you know, I get sick. I want to, I want something to help me take care of. When I get bronchitis, I'm not going to say I'm going to smoke a, a blunt <laughs> and drink some orange juice and be like, the bronchitis is gone. Now I'm going to get some medicine to get it because I don't like coughing up a lung, literally. That's what Ann would do. So, <laughs> so I, I, there's, there's two sides of every coin. Um, you know, I'm going to get it. I got relatives that want to see my granddaughter. So, you know, it's a different situation. It's case by case. And Pope mentioned something about getting back to like normal normalcy. Like I want to get back to you know, if this is going to help us get back to normal and shorten the lockdown and whatever, then I'm all for it. But I totally understand where you're coming from, Dwayne, of being skeptical and hesitant and it's valid. And that's not to say that each one of us for those that don't want to take it are still not practicing the procedure of just keeping social distancing, wearing a mask. That's not to say we're not, we're anti-vaxxers. It's just, we just don't want to take the vaccine, but we're still going to be safe about it. We're going to go about our days being precautious and whatnot and not trying to put anybody else in danger because mm-hmm. one of us doesn't want to take the vaccine. It's understandable. I can't knock the hustle. It's just interesting to hear, especially being black. It's a different conundrum with us, especially taking medicine that's foreign to us because of history, you know? Um, we don't want to say this is the Tuskegee experiment, but it does play in the back of our minds, and that's understandable. And then, Aunt, I'm gonna get to you one second. With inside having being close, having relatives being very affected, he's gonna think of a lot differently, you know. So yeah. there's two sides to every coin. I'm gonna let Aunt go ahead. Go ahead, Aunt. Yeah, and even my social life too. Like, yo, I haven't had a haircut in over a year. Like, my hairline's on suicide watch. I gotta get a tattoo across my hairline to cover up the scars I got across my hairline. That's how bad this shit is. But that's the rest of that's the that's the shit that I'm gonna take because you know this shit is crazy. So I don't I don't even this summer I'm gonna relax, lay low, holla at me in 2022, man. I'm 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 quiet for this year. Yo. So it's a couple things. One, like it I told you with the clippers talk. <laughs> <laughs> yo, buy some fucking clippers, yo. Learn how to cut your hair, man. I, I, I am. I told you. I told Cam at day four, yo. Oh, that's all me, Pope. That's yo, all me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's all me, Pope. That's, that's, good, that's all me, Baldy. That's good, man. That's that's some. That's good. <laughs> 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 Yo, it's the guy. It's the guy with no hair, imploring us to go get yeah, a, a, use, our, use our own clippers to cut our own hair. This is Pope right here, <laughs> yo. Let's see with me. I cut my own beard. B. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Pope, I was gonna. Pope trying to set us up. He been trying to set us up all night. Yeah, the clippers, B. What, what I'm saying, besides the clipper shit, besides the clipper shit, is that only thing they don't talk about is like 
yeah, everyone is, is supposed to get the vaccine. And I'm cool with that, yo. If you decide to get the vaccine, there's no shit where I'm like, oh, you fucking dumb for taking the vaccine. Yo, that's the decisions you make for your own self. That's cool. You know, and if I decide not to get it, that's my own decision too. But what they're not saying is, I've never heard them say, yo, if you get the vaccine, you are immune from catching COVID 100%. ever again. <laughs> like they, they, have, they have not said that once. So it, it's gonna, I'm feeling like it's going to become a thing where we're going to have to get this vaccine shot every year. I you mean, know, and, obviously, there's money involved. It's just the medicine field. It's gonna be like, a thing where they're gonna have to make money. So, and and the the the, the Western medicine technique is never the cure. Is the the placate? Is the, the the soften the blow over time instead of trying to figure out a way to, to to cure it? You know, in the past we did that shit with like polio and all these other diseases that we knocked out, like measles and shit. Like that shit was a, a one shot deal, and you become immune to it. And now it's like, oh, you just take this. For right now, so they said like, like I've I've heard like the vaccine is going to protect you for like three to four months, and then you might have to get a re-up. And I'm not saying that like that's not a reason not to get it or nothing. Again, you make your own decisions. But I'm right now. I'm just I'm waiting and seeing what it is. And as I travel through the city and I go places, like I'm I protect myself. You know, I put the fucking bubble on. I wear the rubber shoes. I got the gloves. I got the <laughs> fucking Ryu headband. I wear all this shit, yo. But at this moment, I'm just, I'm being precautious, you know? That's that's the best thing I could do right now, is just be precautious, as much as I've been do, during this whole fucking pandemic, yo. One would one could argue and say, why not take another precaution? It doesn't hurt to have extra insurance. There's also the sense of, like, I do agree with you that this may become the flu. I got you, Ant. Um, and we're going to be more socially accepting of how... COVID is, we live with COVID now, like we live with the flu. And I think there's going to be a culture shift within the workplace. Like when you get sick at the workplace now, it ain't like, oh, I'm going to just work through it. No. Take your butt home. home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the mindset behind that is going to change. And they may even have like a special like COVID sick time because you know how we we live in America and people are hesitant to take sick time. Now it's a little bit more, I think it should be a little bit more looked upon differently. Like you're sick, just be home. Take care of yourself. Come back when you're healthy, and don't feel the pressures of your job. And I'm just speaking on that granular term, but, but I th- even, I think it's going to be some changes happening culturally in the mindset too. But even that, and I let Ann talk after this. Like even that idea is 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 classes to a certain extent because certain jobs are going to have more leeway when it comes to you being sick, and other jobs they're just going to have a fucking section of the fucking office where you got to be sick and work at yo. Like factory jobs, niggas is in, in the warehouses. Them Let's niggas go. is working no matter what, yo. Mm-hmm. But we all, all, all of us are here. Except I don't think Ant works in the office, but we all in, in the office, yo. We got our biggest issues like we may get paper cut or we can't get on the Wi-Fi, you know. But everybody else, like these dudes, are, are literally pissing in bottles so they can make their quarter for the day. Like they're not gonna, they still not gonna have the same liberties that we have, yo. So it's just like I hear you, but like, how is that really gonna affect the larger? the larger country, because this country just doesn't give a shit about anybody, yo. Unless it's making money. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I totally agree, but like, I'll be working on sites outside, more construction atmosphere, and we gotta split up into teams. Like, it's 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 so weird now and out of whack. Everybody, some people don't want to wear a mask, some people do want to wear a mask. And here's my thing with the mask issue. If you don't want to wear a mask, and if you get sick, go, go get a fucking chair, go lay down, and, and get out of here, man. And don't, because I hate when people preach about this is fake, this is fake, but when they shit is about to fall out, 
they going to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? So I don't ask them for help. So if you can prevent the shit, mm-hmm. then do it, you know? But as far as the vaccine, if you don't want to do the vaccine, just put the keep that mask on, man, until further notice. That's 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 my only thing. Don't don't walk outside like everything is normal and it's not normal. Call like, me the Mandalorian B. I know a lot of friends yeah, now talking about yo, I'm going to, Yeah, I know a lot of people now. I'm going to Mexico this year. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. All right, man. When you become a taco, don't don't go to the doctor, man. That's all I'm saying, yo, because you knew the risk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I know people talking about going to Colombia in July, you know, for let's make up last year. Trip and whatnot, all our, the birthdays we missed. Let's, let's go to Columbia and party out. And I'm like, uh, I want to travel, but uh, <laughs> I can it's, wait. It's kind of weird, B. It's kind of weird, yo. I know it's cheap, yo. Two fifty round trip. But yeah, I think it's gonna come down just to, like when we feel okay. It's gonna be here. There's gonna we're gonna have the vaccine. So if you get it, you can just go get the vaccine real quick. Because right now. One of the biggest problems is just trying to get a vaccine shot, you know, and not mm-hmm. everybody can get it. It goes to first, you know, elderly folks and people on the front lines that's working. Like if I was still working at Pepsi, I know I would. High risk. I, and I, I can totally empathize. I, yeah, I was working in a warehouse and I was a merchandiser going into them stores. So, you know, this goes into another argument about why we shouldn't be at work. And this falls on the government mm-hmm. giving us enough money to sustain so we can all be on lockdown because I, you're right, uh, Pope, I am speaking from a place of privilege and I feel bad when I say people should stay home because I, not everybody's me working from home, working for a tech company. Like I used to be on the other side, working the field, mm-hmm. going into these public places so I can empathize. And if I have to go to work, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Working to fail like you get yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, hey, if you hear me singing, mm-hmm, as you know, it's hard work, bro. So, but anyway, you know, there's two sides to every coin. So, like, I'm not here to say one side is right, one side is wrong. It's just your experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and, and uh, Aunt have seen it up close in a different view and a different lens and we feel a certain way and you guys feel a certain way based off history and your own experience and, you know, to each his own. But I think at the end of the day, we all in agreement that we are taking the necessary precautions to be as safe as we can. It's yeah. just a shot. We I don't think we're on. saying, we're not in here saying it's not real. We're walking around calling it. Like I'm, I wear a mask every time I go out, everywhere I go. So I'm not doubting the, the diseases out there or the, but in terms of the vaccine, I'm there's more of a wait and see approach. I'm saying no right now, so that's yeah. that's just my viewpoint today. Yeah, same thing. Like I'm not at no point am I saying I'm not getting it, but I'm also saying like uh, I might not take it. So I want to see what happens going forward, and then I can make a decision on it, yo. Right. And if, oh, if later you on, you got a third leg. Oh man, how that happen? <laughs> yo, if you see me grow okay. whiskers, you know what's up. Word. You know what happened. <laughs> I mean, if, if later on the way, like you, you decide to get it, then you know that's just the decision you make. Like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, nigga, you said you wasn't getting it, bitch ass nigga. Why are you turning, changing your mind? Like, I, you made it, you, you got some new information, yo. You decided yeah. it was better for you to do it, you know. Go ahead, what up, man? Live on the scene. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I, and I, and I'll turn back to my. My cousin, like I'm, I'm, I'm diabetic and I'm high risk. And my cousin who passed away, he's has asthma. 
So the COVID triggered his asthma attack at night, and he mm. instantly suffocated and choked. He looked like he died horrible. So when I see stuff like that, and then I talk to my doctor, my doctor should have told me, if you get it, it, the risk for you, it ain't good. Even what you're doing good with your health, with, with diabetes, with this, right now, the only thing we have for you is to take the vaccine because we have no other answers. So when I get a statement like, a hard statement like that, and then two weeks ago, I had to see my cousin, bury my cousin, and he was good, taking his medicine, and then just that one COVID, he, 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 he was out of here. So... Like I said, like it's almost like, what the fuck do I do? Take the risk or take the shot and try to survive, you know? So it's, it's very difficult. It's like almost like I can't even think about it no more. Like, I have to get it. You know? So it's just it's crazy. Yeah. And and the thing is, man, like, that's, that's what's best for you and your family, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not... And I think the problem with, with our society is that we, we tackle situations when it comes to things like this, we only look at it from our point of view. And if you're not doing what we think we what we would do, then you're mm-hmm. doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yep. not the case. Like, we all, like, the three of us, me and Dwayne, we all grew up in the same in the same neighborhood for a long time. For a, We lived in the same building for like a decade. Decade plus. And then after that, like, we all came out looking at the world differently. We all explored the world differently. We all did the same thing, but we came from the same ground. We got, but we all have different viewpoints, and we all got to understand that our lives are not the same. So whatever you decide is best for you and yours. Like this, like we got, I got no say in that shit. This is like if I showed up with a with a pink mohawk beard, y'all niggas be like, yo, Pope, what the fuck you doing? I'm like, yo, this is the page I'm going through. This is just what I got to do. I got to take the heat, but it's just still a decision I made for myself, yo. <laughs> I remember that time you came to work with them USB braids. I was like, yo, man. <laughs> You got USB extensions in your head, man. Hey, we're right, gonna see you for a good forty-eight hours, man. Hey, we're gonna have to talk offline about that story. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, everything's fair game, man. We we went through a lot of phases growing up, B. Oh yeah. Oh, I went yeah, through the, the dye your hair with peroxide phase, so I can't talk. Oh, I tried, yo. I I, I believe. For one second, I thought I was gonna have red hair, yo. That should turn orange. I let that shit rock for one day. I was like, nope. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I look like a burnt penny. <laughs> Go ahead, Ant. Yo, real talk, Pope. You, this is the only, this is the only time where I'm, I'm with a bunch of group of people and everybody got here. Half my friends are bald already, Pope. Like it's ninety eight percent with these don't got hair. Like this is the first time in a group I see two people with braids and I got a Caesar. This it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. There's hope. <laughs> beautiful for you. You take my life. <laughs> like a chrome dome, B. That that orange shit fucking ruined your 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 fronticles, whatever it was, yo. <laughs> You know, we all, we all go through phases. Yo. That's we so do, for Accelerate Head Crease, man. One of your brothers is a vampire with his hair. The other one is Moses, yo. You, you should have luscious <laughs> hair right now, Pope. You want to try yo, a Capcom spray? All I can say is that I, I live a stressful life, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fault. That was Square. What Square do? <laughs> oh, sorry. Square soft. Oh, you <laughs> up, up, down, down. You supposed to be left, right, left, right. Then <laughs> this shit don't got AB in it. I, I, I seen a tweet. 
I seen a tweet uh, talking about wildly 30 plus, 40 plus men having braids. And I'm like, my barber raises prices. Like, it's COVID. Like, That's true, too. Yeah. You know, I didn't get my soul glow. You know what I'm saying? So, Yo, speak. I was in Go the ahead. city. I was in the city like maybe uh, two weeks ago. And I was going somewhere and I saw a dude in a van. He had a barber van, yo, with like a, a, a plastic tarp. And he was cutting dude's hair on the street, yo. I was like, Damn. that's a dope idea, yo. It's good hustle. Yeah, my barber, yo, my barber tried to ask me, yo, can I come in here, crib? Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yo, B and Simmons, their, their barber gave him COVID, so. Yeah, yeah that's that. You got to be careful with the barbers, man. Yeah. Yo, you gotta get like a cut a hole in your door and stick your head out. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, I, get the Joe Pesci, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no, yo. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Right, and you got it. Yo, I feel I, real, real quick. I feel bad. My barber called me up right. He like, hey, how you doing? How's life? So I'm like in my head, motherfucker. You, get, get to the point, man. You want to you want to cut my head, don't you? Like, what? Hey, what is man, it? So you need a haircut? I say, yo. <laughs> 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 I mean, we all need a haircut, but I ain't trying to get. I just want hair off the top, not anything else. I don't want you to cut my life short or anything like that. I'm cool. No, and I was saying, you. Oh, he took his headphones off. Yo, lap. I was saying, I was saying, your barber. When your barber called you, you were saying, "What is it, yo?" Like, get to the point. Pause. Yeah. So he, so he tells me, um, he's risking it hey, all so for a headline, yo. He's, he asked me about how's life. So who's who's been cutting your hair? I say, yo, man, me. He go, where? How's it going? I said, listen, my shit is look. It looks like a Rubik's cube. It looks like the the, the matrix. It looks like the labyrinth all in one. <laughs> so I'ma holler at you in twenty 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 two one, yo, and live it just like that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm over here looking like Pop Smoke. I got hair for days now. <laughs> cool. yeah. yo, yo, it's mad easy, yo. You just a bit, 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 bit. It's like 10 hits. Yo, you gonna yo. have me looking you like, like you're gonna have me looking like Michael Jordan at age 13 with a part in his fro. I'm good. Oh, man. What I was telling you, yo, is like if you just started <laughs> last year when I said it, you'd be you'd good right now, yo. I would, but it don't take that long, yo. I'm good. I mean, I'd rather look like uh, Jake Shuttlesworth. That's a fact. <laughs> then, then the dude. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm over here looking like a homeless figure. I was looking like anybody's child for like months four through six. That's what hats were made for. Yep. You was looking like right. Slave 2K for a while, yo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ed. And, and not, not only that, I know everybody here, well, I know Pope told me that too. He's been, everybody's on their workout, athletics. So I had to cancel the gym. Unfortunately, I... I was at the gym, right? So my brother calls me. He go, he go, yo, what you doing? I said, I'm on a treadmill. The fuck you mean you on a treadmill? You got diabetes? You gonna die? What the fuck you doing? Yo, aunt, I'm, I can't lose my brother. Yo, how, how he made me cry on the treadmill? Like, like I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop. I'm sitting there running. The shit just got slower and slower, and I just got the fuck <laughs> off and went home, B. Called him up, canceled my membership. Now I just go outside and work out outside, B. Like, my whole life just got altered because of this shit. Yeah, you're supposed to work out though if you got diabetes, yo. Not in the gym. Yeah, though. but the gym is accessible. You you don't yeah, that, wanna, yeah. you don't want to be in there, man. You could catch yeah. something easily, man. So he's you right, gotta, man. 
You got to wear a work hazmat out. suit, yo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. This shit is fogged up. Basically. But we here. It's been a year. It's just, uh, it's crazy to look back. Because I always see that picture the week before everything went to hell. And people was like, no one knew the next day how real it was going to get. Because everybody was in a different time and space. This I time to- last year, uh, one of my coworkers, she was leaving to go to Netflix, and we knew we weren't coming in Monday, but we thought it was gonna be a few weeks. But we 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 uh we did a simulation maybe like two weeks before. No one mm-hmm. came into work for two days. Make sure your computer could connect. Blah blah blah. So when that happened, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Earliest we'll be back. April latest May. We're a year into this right now, and I'm happy my job was prepared for it, but yeah, it's just a year ago was just crazy. You would never see yourself being on lockdown for an entire year, and that's exactly what we're all going through right now. I didn't believe it because of my job, because I didn't think what I was able to do at my job would allow us to leave the building and work from home. until It's changed the work landscape, because I think a lot of people are not, not saying people aren't coming into the job, but I think jobs are going to give a lot of people more leeway. Those jobs that have yeah. the remote the type of work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, the biggest thing I do say as a benefit for this is that it, it, it forces these companies to actually evolve into the time period that we're in, you know. We're still yeah. working like it's fucking 1950. And right. it's just like, yo, there's no reason why we need to work the type of hours we work, how we work, and, and, and being locked to these offices, yo. Besides the fact that, like, just as humans, yo, we're not supposed to be in these fucking offices for 40 hours a week, man. Like, this shit is maddening, yeah, yo. And now after, like, being at home, because I, I used to work from home. Um, I used to work from home before all this shit, like, like doing freelance work, and, like, I was my own, working from client to client, so I could just make my own hours. And then having to go back into the office, that shit was fucking horrible. And now that I'm back on this joint, yo, and my, my office is, like, we're still gonna stay working from home, but they're um, they're talking about we're gonna start making some some changes in like April May, you know, and then like we're gonna figure out what the situation is. But <laughs> son, I, I'm I don't want to go back in the office, man. Like I want to go, I just want to work when I want to work because sometimes I don't want to work during the day, yo. And that's not saying I don't want to work, but my focus and my 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 creativity appear happens at different times. So, and to be forced to try to work within, like, a, a time frame to be creative, that shit is whack, yo. It just, yo, I, just, I, I would like it to be optional. Like, because I do miss elements of going to work and socializing yeah. uh, in a different, it's going to be different now, socializing, but, like, getting away from the house and then coming back. And it makes me enjoy coming home much more. Yeah. Uh, then it is. Then I'm I'm here every day, and I have ain't, to. Ain't my... nothing like waking up five minutes before you got to go to work and be on time, though. That, that, <laughs> those are pros and cons. Tell you like right I said, now, I, optional. Like optional. <laughs> and be on time. <laughs> on time. <laughs> go ahead. You and... know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Transitioning from the office life to an outside life, I kind of do like to be outside more. Like being confined indoors, I don't think I would. It's 50-50 for me, too. Like, I kind of like... Even now, how we got it set up, we're more distance from each other. Like, even that, I, I might stay like that, too. Like, I might be anti-social for the rest of my life. Like, this COVID changed me, like, a little bit to an extent. Like, like posted how I think about certain things. Like, it's, I'm just different. Like, COVID changed me, man. I don't know. That shit changed me. 
I'm up. not gonna lie. If we were in our twenties, I would probably be going crazy right now. Yep. So being older, kind of like experiencing stuff and having that experience where it's just like, all right, I could wait because I did everything I needed to. It just makes things a little bit easier. But mm-hmm. I feel bad for kids in high school. Hell yeah. These are valuable years where they kind of missing out. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it yeah. that to me, that's the thing that sucks the most, man. Those younger kids are missing out on valuable relationships with their friends and just memories, you know? It's going to be a weird memory yeah. to look back at this. It will be something that they say they lived through, but go ahead. Yeah, the, the worst thing with Nate, um, my girl's son, he was supposed to go on a senior trip to, to London, France. Everything got canceled. Like, his whole senior year is a wipe. So he's like, yo, aunt, I just lost a year and a half of my high yep. school. Like, my high school year is over. I see, yep, you're a grown man. It's time to pay that rent, bop. <laughs> Word, yo, the uh, mom and his dude. <laughs> J-O-B. That sucks to be you. I'm sad that you lost the senior Word. year, but you gotta understand how life works. So on the first and the fifteenth, right? I need that. I need some of that electricity money. <laughs> nah, but Isaiah's going through the same thing. Like this is her senior year. And like, it's just a wash, yo. Like she mm-hmm. she lost all, all most of that shit. You know, she was looking forward to like being part of like the senior um drama club and like running the whole shows and all this other shit. And like senior trips, like all that shit is done, yo. And now she's like looking towards college and trying to figure out what's the next stage. You know, and that shit is tough. I can it's, imagine it's, kids who play sports too. Yeah, you know I mean, like you you trying to scholarship. You probably weren't good enough to get a scholarship, but you just lost a year of just like. Showing what you could do on tapes. So oh, your abilities, yeah, really yeah, yeah. So it's rough for the for the for the younger generation. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can imagine losing my my senior year, yo. My senior year was a lot of fun, yo, because it was like for me, high school was always like that. That first year was me trying to figure out and how not to get thrown into garbage cans and shit, and then <laughs> the next two years was me like looking at everyone else do things and becoming like the top of the the the, uh, of the food chain basically and by the time i got to the senior year like i was one of the the, the people that everyone knew and they looked up to and we was just wilding in, in that, that last year yo we had dumb fun that last my last senior year and shit so like it sucks for all these kids that lost that shit yo like that's an experience that like it's not on some al bundy three touchdowns in one game shit but it's just nah, like yo, it is. like it, it was is. a dope fucking experience yo it is man because like these are I'm not saying you peaked, but a lot of people, yeah, those yeah. Remember, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. I grew up with you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. 20s, 30s, we got stories for days, but there's certain people, those are their stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're well, going to lose out on that, unfortunately. Well, let's look at it like this. Hopefully, you know, that's one element they'll lose out on, but maybe it will shape them differently to look back in high school and be like, you know, I didn't miss much because maybe the best part of their life is like for me, I was a late bloomer. I had fun in high school, but like I, I didn't blossom till college and after, you know? So I was like, I look back at high school. I was like, man, I was tripping it. There's much more than high outside of high school when I got to college and became an adult and started having big fun, you know, but these kids nowadays, yeah, they're missing out on a, a, a something that's special about high school that we can all look fondly on, but it may shape them differently to look at things in a different perspective. And hopefully that's a good thing and not a bad thing. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Um, 
It depends anyway, on the person, yo. It definitely depends, depends on the person. On the person. Yeah. That's why it always comes down to that. It, like I know people have been complaining during this whole pandemic, but we've we've turned it into friend, friendly competitions on Apple Fitness. Yes. Yeah. Diablo, stuff, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Diablo, like it's, you, you will find a way to like live through things, but some people will just find the negative and everything and not see this will not last forever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So hopefully those kids have that vision where it's just like, like I said, well, I found out I grew, out, I can grow my hair out. So there I, we like, go. I, I still got yeah. it. Go ahead. Aunt. <laughs> I found out I can grow my hair out. <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing. Did you try? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. It, the, cra- the, the, the crazy thing is a lot of people who be saying it's fake is just cashing the checks right now. That's the crazy part about this, too. There's so many hypocrites with this COVID shit. Yo, fuck COVID. Mm-hmm. But when that COVID relief come, baby, you 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 know what I'm saying? You, you in a ball. So it's just a lot of bullshit, man. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. But that's that's the the nature of this entire country and, this, and our whole society, yo. Yo, <laughs> I always go back to this whenever somebody people talk about like hypocr- hypocrisy is like the uh, Call of Duty shit, yo. So Call of Duty came out, Modern Warfare, and they they found out there wasn't going to be any uh, dedicated service, and everybody's like, yo, fuck this, boycott Call of Duty. This is bullshit. No one's going to. Everyone, nobody buy it. Nobody buy it, yo. Thousands and thousands of messages in the chat room, Joe. Yo, when Call of Duty launched, you go on Steam, nigga, all those motherfuckers was in that shit, yo, playing it the same day, <laughs> day one, yo. Day one, yo, in the in the, in the shit, yo. And they had and the, and the funny shit is they had a chat room called uh Boycott Call of Duty. And whenever you log into whatever game you're playing, you can see all the games are playing. It was like thirty two thousand people playing, yo. Damn. And those are all the people that was complaining about the shit, yo. Faking. Faking. Bullshit, yo. Hypocrite. It's a money grab. And speaking of money grabs, June 29th, 1988. Sound familiar to y'all? Well, I don't know. I know the next shit. I'm going to guess chip. what it is. It's either I'm going to get you sucker or coming to America. <laughs> yeah. Well, coming to America came out. Um, really? Classic movie. Yes. Classic that, movie for those who didn't that know. That surprises me. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to talk about that. That's wild. Yeah, we exactly. Could, we could bring- you know, Eddie Murphy's one of his <laughs> pinnacle. I still think, I still think Golden Child is his, to me, is his best movie. Amen. Uh, I love Golden Child, but Coming to America is one of them staples. Um, and recently, Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime, released Coming to America Two. All of us in here has watched it. I'm presume. Yep. So Twice. thoughts. Twice. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, there you go. Uh, thoughts? I'll let you guys take the floor. Alright, I'll start first. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie. I I would never... It's rare when a, a sequel is better than original or on par. Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised Doctor Sleep was to me better than The Shining. Um, Blade Runner 2049. I thought it was on par with the, with the first Blade original. Runner. Yep. But uh, it's definitely difficult with comedies. I think that's just, it's just harder to do sequels. But mm-hmm. Coming to America, I thought it was a decent movie. I'll probably give it a six when I would give mm. the original like an eight, 8.5. But yeah. um, for what it was, it's cheesy, it's cute, it's heartwarming. It's not fall over laughing, but it's it's something to pass the time. Yeah. I don't think it was terrible. That's, that's just my viewpoint. Like I watched it twice. I, 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 I laughed at certain parts. It's not 
it's hard to replicate what you had in the original yep. 30 50 years later. So I don't know. I don't know what I, a lot of people respect it. I agree. Like I, I didn't I didn't hate it. There's parts of it I was like, I groaned, like, I can't believe they're doing this. Another part I thought was funny, you know, and I think it is it's an average movie. And I think a lot of people go into it expecting what they got out of the first one. And there's no way they can ever do that. Because like you said, comedy is different because it's it's something that hits in the moment. And when they, I think, I, I think the problem with movies like this type of uh, sequel is where they try to recreate what was created then. And because they're trying to recreate something that was then, they're not focusing on now and they lose the connection to the people. And I think that's where the movie misses more. But overall, I think it's an okay movie. You know, I'm not, um, I want I actually want to watch it again to try to give it a, a another, another <laughs> view. Cause the first time I watched it, I was, I ain't front. I was watching this shit like, yo, this shit is not as good as the first one. I don't know why they did it. They, we don't need this movie. And I, I, I still feel like that. I, I don't think we need this movie. And it, we could have never got it and that would have been fine. But yeah, I think it's an okay movie, you know? And honestly, I should have let Campbell before me because I think I know what direction he's going to go with this. Like, oh, we could have balanced this. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I, yeah. I'm actually in line with you. Like, I watched the movie. There were some cringe moments like, ah, this joke didn't go over well. Problem was, uh, the first one was R-rated, right? Yeah. Yep. And this one is G G rated and there's only so much you can do. Is G rated? No, no, it's whatever. PG. PG. Oh, PG. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. PG thirteen. Right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, PG. Yeah. Yeah. PG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, with that said, like, I didn't go in here thinking this was gonna match Coming to America. We we've we've all experienced that. Like when something's great and you get a sequel, you have to lower your expectations. We've been let down too many times. So. With a great movie and Eddie's greatness at that time, at his pinnacle, I was not expecting peak Eddie because we've seen him kind of come back into the light and he ain't the same, you know? Um, nope. The cool part was seeing that they brought characters I didn't think they were going to bring back, especially in the end. I was like, they brought back two rappers? Like, like seriously? Yeah. I was dumb. I yeah. That caught me off guard, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that like, caught me off guard. So that, there were some a few shining moments um, I had to look up. I didn't even know. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but one of the characters in real life didn't live that long, so they couldn't bring her back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It, I mean, the mom. This is a spoiler, man. The mom. That's just, yeah, the oh, mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the mom. Okay. So, because no, I was like, she, yeah. I had to look <laughs> like, her up. I was like, she died? She died a long time ago. I didn't even yeah, know that. So Right after uh, her. Yeah. So, um, again, we didn't need this movie at all. I'm, I guess the bright side is people got paid, you know, black folks, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, if they never would have made this movie, I would have been fine with the original. I also think it came out way too late. Like, I don't oh, like when it's so oh, far yeah. a gap. I, did, I said this about Indiana Jones. Like, oh, there is no way in hell Ugh. Indiana Jones should be doing Indiana Jones stuff 30 years later. He's hella old. He was old when they did the first one. You know what I'm saying? Make it so, a, they make it a part five, too. Man. Yeah, no reason to do that. Um... And I'm hearing, I don't know, somebody put in, in our little group chat that Eddie wasn't really trying to make this. So, I don't know. I got to read up on well, that. The, I saw some interviews with him on the late night shows, and he was saying that he came up with this idea just like five, six years ago to make this movie. He was trying to figure it out because he 
over the years, he started to realize how Coming to America became a cult movie, you know, and like it it got more popular over time than when it first came out, you know, mm-hmm. and to the point where people are dressing up in Halloween as them, and they like the, the restaurant in California every year they do like the McDowells, they turn this, this shit into a McDowells and whatnot, and they do that in Queens too, yo. So it's like there's there was like a, a buzz around, and he was like, yo, maybe we can do something with this to try to help propel it, you know, to keep it flowing even more. And that's why they ended up trying to figure out the best way to do it. A funny thing is that originally he said that uh, the, his son was supposed to be played by Tracy Morgan. And after a couple of rewrites of, of the movie, they were like, yo, does anyone believe that Tracy Morgan be my son? They were like, nah, man. <laughs> He's like only seven years older than me, yo. <laughs> you know, it's crazy thing. His daughter is actually, the, I think, the middle, the middle child. Middle child, yeah. Yeah. So she- oh, what? Yeah, she was in it. So, and uh, the house was the, his palace was actually Rick Ross's mansion. Yeah, and he had the worst <laughs> accent in that movie. Wait, let's get Ant's take on this, yo. Yeah, go ahead, Ant. All right, it's only it's only right if I if I give an Ant layer a quote like I I I I judge this movie in two layers. For one, as far as I consider Coming to America, the first one, a black movie. This time around, I feel. This mm-hmm. movie applied to the, both the white, black, the, all the audience. And I say that because part one, we had beauty pageants in the auditorium. We had McDowell's in the hood. Now everything is like, they got money, it's rich. And I kind of wish that this movie was just a remake and not called part two. Because I think a lot of fans never seen part one. Mm-hmm. So when they go back to see part one, they're going to instantly say, yo, part one is so much better than part two. It's like part one had fried chicken with cooking grease. This one is just a fucking chicken with an air fryer. It's not, it ain't the same. It don't taste the same. I, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't even laugh for the first hour and that's coming to America. So for me, yo, like, like Walt Disney literally gave Eddie the ultimate rich massage. Like, yo, relax, take your money and smile for the camera. And I'm not used to that. And to Kim's point, when I see Golden Child, that's the Eddie that I want and that I need. So when I see this formal version of Eddie, and I'm not laughing, and it's Eddie Murphy, I bring that down from like a 10 to a 4. And I would have had it at a 3, but my man Wesley's in it, and he saved the day. So that's my take on that. But I, it just lost that. It, was kill it lost that black that black appeal to me. But this is Amazon. They want to appeal to the masses, which I agree with. But I just need the the old Eddie back. I miss that. Go ahead, Dwayne. I agree with what you said. I I think they kind of touched on it in the movie when they went back to Queens, and they're just like, wow, like the world has changed. You know what I mean in terms of like how things are viewed upon. But I think when you look at someone's old work, like we're not who we were when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm when we were 20, when we're 30. So we could look at pictures. We could go back to videos and laugh about shit like that. But you can't expect someone. It's the same with music. Like you, there's going to be a growth with that person. Like Chappelle, he's one of my favorite comedians, but he's mm-hmm. not the screaming, yelling Chappelle that he was in his 20s. But well, he's still raw. He's more reserved. Mm-hmm. He'll laugh at his jokes. He, I mean, at certain points he is. Yeah. He definitely is, but he's not the same person is what I'm saying. He's not the same as that comedian with the same 
mannerisms. I think when when it comes, especially with comedy too, not even comedy, just the world. We live in a cancel culture. So maybe, I agree what you're saying about the Disney money, but there might be a point where Eddie was just like, I can't really be who I am. You know what I mean? Like, I can't really, like, tell those jokes and be myself. I, I got to be but it's, it's this not, Eddie over here. That's not fair Because if I'm real Eddie, I might, I might get canceled. I might be Peppy Le Pew Murphy. <laughs> so it, it, it all depends, man. Hold on. Before, you, before Pope, I, I saw you had your, you wanted to say something, but yeah, there was, was one gonna... thing. Uh, there was one thing, Dwayne, you brought up about he's, he needs to evolve. The funny thing is that that'd be true if I saw it. I feel like he was still trying to do the same jokes in the mm-hmm. movie that was done 30 years ago. But Akeem was never funny if you look at the original Coming to America. It's, well, not it's, the character, the Akeem, but, just, but the, whole, like, the whole the thing of it. Yeah. I think all of that encompassed as a whole, he still tried to get that same magic, kind of with the same jokes. Yeah. And it just didn't hit. Maybe if he evolved the jokes, it would be agree. different. I Go agree. Ahead. Go ahead, Pope. That's what I was saying earlier. They weren't like they weren't trying to make a new movie. They were kind of they were doing too much fan a formula. To, yeah, to the old fan way. service. Yeah. yeah, like like I was thinking about. It. I was like, if they made if they made come the second come to America, and the story was about his, his son, but it wasn't. It's basically the same movie, if you think about it. Like it was not in America though. They yeah, was in like, Rick Rose Mansion in, in Atlanta, <laughs> Tyler Perry Studios, yo, in Africa. Like, but they were like. But majority of the movie was based around like him going, finding his son, going to America, doing that, and then this whole marriage is the the, the crux of the movie. But they had a story about Zamunda and the things that were happening there, and there was like a war between Eddie and Wesley's character. Like that had been something completely different than what it was, and there could have been a lot of comedy shit in there involved into it, based on what's happening right now. But not, but before they were doing what Ken was saying. It was just like rehashing old shit and like trying to put a new spin on it but you see the essence of it is, is based around old shit like they brought Louis uh, Louis Anderson back and like it's cool but they're gonna move a whole fucking McDonald's to Africa like but I just think they brought were... Samuel L is that robber I probably would have laughed <laughs> but <laughs> it just didn't uh, hit the same if, if they had Daryl and Patrice we'd probably been talking different right now yeah Daryl yeah. and Patrice was married we'd be like alright Right. We 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 could have got that if you're gonna go down that route. But go ahead, Ant. Go ahead, Ant. You got it. Nah, I don't know. I this to me, it should have just been called Coming to America and not Part Two. And I also feel the movie was rushed. Like they just they the dude found that he was a prince. Then he's get he's drama. He's sad talking to his dad. Like they wanted to be sad. They didn't want to be funny. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? A comedy or a fucking drama? Like I don't. It just felt like everything was just. Rushed, put into one. Yo, it's coming to America. COVID edition, yo. Like that's all it felt to me. That's that's elements of the first though. Like he, yeah. Uh, Akeem had conversations with his dad, but I don't understand how he found his son in two point three seconds. And yeah. the dude was like, "Yeah, you're my pops." Yeah, yeah. whatever. Like I said, it's yo, an average yo, movie at best. No vetting, yo. They didn't vet him at all, yo. They at he was just like, "Yep, this drawing looks like him. Let's do it. Come on, let's go." Yeah, if Yo, someone if someone comes out and say this is a great movie, question them. <laughs> so I was thinking I was having a conversation with somebody about this earlier, right? And and they were saying that this um coming to America has such a big input impact for our community. 
when it came out, you know? Because it was one of the, like, the, the movies at the time, and it was, like, a big, like, all-black cast, a majority black cast. It was, like, based around Africa. It was, like, our connection. It was, like, a lot of things that tied into it, and we, we grew with it over years, you know? And I was saying, like, I think that part of it was also, like, them making a sequel now is hard for them to do because I feel like Coming to America was our connection to Africa in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. And then Black Panther came out and we get, a lot of people got this new idea of what Africa was, you know? Mm-hmm. And now you've got Coming to America 2 coming out and this shit is just like, it can't compare to Wakanda. So when people think about Africa and Black cities, you know, they think of Wakanda first. And I think they even made a Wakanda joke in some form or way or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they did. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, I think that was part of it. It's like, we, we have this new, you know, we got this new vision of what Africa is and this shit that you've given us on this Amazon Prime is nowhere near what we already been rocking with for the last four or five years. You know what I mean? And the two fictional places that you're talking about too. Yeah. I know that. I know that. No, I agree. I'm just saying that's just how fucked up Hollywood is. Like they Mm can't give us like, well, I, I get Marvel. Like obviously, you well, you know what they do New York, so they could have fucking said they were in. I'm not the feeling. Sudan I'm not feeling in the Serengeti. Black Panther <laughs> But yeah, that's what you think things look like. You go to Ghana, there's there's skyscrapers. Is you looking yeah. at National Geographic? So you fall into what they're telling you, and not knowing what's really out there. So that's yeah. just yeah, that's just they got some thing. beautiful ass cities out there in Africa, yo. Yeah. It ain't fishing mud huts. They got buildings just like we do. Yeah, I was dating an Ethiopian girl, and I like, yeah. I was like 18, 19. <laughs> That's just, what you I'm, mix I'm, with. Yeah, no, well, not that, but yeah, pretty much on that yo. level. It was just like, so yo, y'all got like cars and buildings? And she looked at me like, what's wrong with you, yo? Listen. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got like, city. I'm going off with like, National Geographic, my brother's watching with lions and Shaka Zulu like a dummy. Yo. But D, so when they had the final they, battle, they it was in African the Getty, D, or CG Getty. So they going back to the Getty one way or another. That's that's why they can't do it, yo. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Ant. We miss you. Yo, Avengers was in it was in freaking the middle of New York City. I'm by talking Grand about Central. I'm talking about the like final the, the final like, battle was in a fake. It's with a CG Getty was the final battle. So at the end of the day, you gotta go back to the planes, man. That's all I'm saying, D. Alright. I know they I know they had underground trains in in Serengeti, man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe more one, man. one last petty one last petty <laughs> remark about coming to America. One last part petty remark is a director they had. This director they brought in did not have a great track record of movies. He did Black Snake Moan. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, really? This guy? That's, that's what Samuel Jackson, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> I didn't uh, see that shit. He did Dolomite is my name. Like, I don't understand. Dolomite is our our thing. And you know, I feel like we should have had a, one of our people direct that. You know what I'm saying? Coming to him. I don't know. Eddie got this thing about not working with black directors for some reason. I don't know what is the deal with that. Yo. Not saying he has to, but he does not really work. Him or Will Smith. Yo, Yo, I feel like Eddie's seen something in life because he just be looking like mm-hmm. it's called nervous. It's called or just check. Like, he yeah. Not, he not, I don't know what it is. So. He be looking shook. Yeah, somebody got something on him. Yo, like, yo. He just don't have that edge to him anymore. You, you said that in our little group chat. 
about Eddie. And I feel like when I watch him now, he looked nervous. I think they make it a new Beverly uh, Hills cop. I don't they are. I don't want I don't want that, y'all. Honestly. That's what I'm saying. Don't make the same movies. Like give us something new so yeah. we don't judge you on those old characters. Yeah. Like Aunt saying that this was uh Mason Jaw uh Sudan, it'll be a different <laughs> movie, yo. Yeah. Like I think we also <laughs> We gotta let we gotta let people like uh, the way I was saying earlier like we gotta let people grow and I don't, I don't think he's helping the case by going back to old things to try to create this new element for himself, yo. Yeah, like, I remember. I'm gonna get you, sucker. When uh, what's his name? Sugarfly. What was his name, yo? He got out of prison. And had yeah, same, yeah. same clothes like it was the <laughs> '70s again. That's that's what Eddie's doing. Is just like, bro, times have changed. Give us a new mm-hmm. movie. Give us a new character, yo. Cause I, like, I know, I know, Cam. You said you didn't like Dolomite, but I, I thought Dolomite was dope. I thought it was a good movie. Like, I, I gave it like a seven or eight. Like, this shit was really good to me, yo. I really enjoyed it. I came out of that shit like, I, cause I, I, I knew who Dolomite was, but I didn't know a lot about his story. And the fact that the way they portrayed his story was really fucking dope to me. You know, like his entrepreneurial spirit, how he was like really fighting to get his shit done, even though he was fucking not that great of an actor or director or writer or any of that shit. And he just, he just fought his way through it to get a success for his people. And I thought that shit was fucking dope, you know? And I thought the characters they played and acted in the movie was really good too. And that was something new. Like I can't compare that to any of the other shit. Cause that's not, a, that's not a movie he did before. Like if he was doing like golden child two or even this come to America, like this Akeem is not the Akeem that was from the other one, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it's a different person. Like he's been through bad shit. You know, and to a certain extent, I don't think there was any character growth from movie to movie as well. You know, we don't know what he's experienced in those 30 years unless he's just been chilling and sitting around, you know, yeah. doing nothing. So I, I, the fact that they're going to make a Beverly Hills Cop 2, I'm already feeling like I don't know if that's just going to be good, yo. Like, I think he should just do some new shit. He should be fucking Houston Cop, you know, be do something completely different, yo. Get out of this shit, yo. The the movies that you love Eddie for the most are the ones when he was super young, yo. Like this is before he even hit thirty, he was making most of these movies. Like, yo, but but yeah, who you are in those times is is different than once you you move past twenty on uh, your thirties, yo. Like in the, in that era when he was on SNL and shit, this nigga thought he was he was basically the biggest uh, actor in the world. He's the biggest comedian in the world. He had he basically could do anything at that point, and he had no no fear. He was invincible, but after a certain amount of time, like his his sensibilities changed. What he wanted out of life changed. His he had he had kids. His family changed. His whole world structure changed, and he started making new movies. He started making more kid friendly movies. But he he changed who he was and the type of movies he wanted to make. And now it's thirty years later, 20, 20 years later, we still look at him for those movies when he was twenty years old. He's not gonna make that type of comedy because that's not who he is anymore. And now. I, hopefully, my hope is that he, my hope for him is that he can find, <laughs> he can find a new lane to be in, where he can still make funny movies or do the type of movies that he wants to make that are good. Like I don't, I, I would hate to see him spend the next ten years just making fucking B or C level movies, you know, just trying to get some fucking bread. I don't want to see that for Eddie Murphy. He's a fucking legend, and I want to see him smash. I, I think you, to me it's um you made a point of like don't uh 
tell jokes anymore. I think he went through a stretch where he was the raw Eddie, um, coming to America, mm-hmm. boomerang Eddie. Then he mm-hmm. gave us the Dr. Doolittles and Nutty Professors. Like, so mm-hmm. like it's hard to go back to what you were originally, like if you're doing those type of movies. So I think he's kind of trapped right now. The last light I saw from Eddie was it'll probably be the movie Life. And that was what, 99, 2000? Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, last yeah. time we got Eddie where we was just like, yo, this shit is jokes. So like that that was the last glimpse that we got. So it, he might have to make a movie with a Dave Chappelle with, a, with someone else to kind of rekindle that energy and it has to be something new. Life was I, new. I think what he needs is what a lot of um a lot of actors who get really big need. Because what happens, what I've seen is that you start out, you you do the work that people give you. Like you get hired for a job, and then you get so big that you can make your own job. You write your own movies, you make your own scripts, you control everything. And then the shit it goes good, and then it starts to go crazy, and you either be good or bad. And it's the same thing that happened with Will Smith. Like I think both of them need to get on projects where they are just fucking showing up, yo. Like, all they got to do is their job. And they're not directing, they're not producing, they're not fucking doing the craft services, they're not doing special effects. Like, they're just showing up, doing their job, and I think it'll give them more freedom to be more free in the in the job. Because I think Eddie and, and Will Smith especially, they, I think they're so focused on everything else besides what they're supposed to be doing, you know? And, it, and they lose all the good shit that comes along with their skill and their talent, you know? I'll end it off on this and say, personally for me, I think Eddie should go back to stand up. Just a few specials. And I also feel like it's the one realm. No, <laughs> Trying to get him canceled? No. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Comedy is the one avenue where it's almost everything is fair game. And I feel like it would allow Eddie to branch out within reason. Because, Yo, you know, you I've got- seen Dave Chappelle have to defend his jokes and get upset like, yo, y'all need to calm the fuck down. I'm a comedian, yo. Yeah, But we it's get always, it. It's, we do. We yeah. do. We get I, it. These people in this room, yeah. the, we get it. But the the I, world we live in today is just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, Cam. I'm just saying there is a new element. I feel like I, he, could, he could take on today's current events and make something happen within within the realm. True. Yo, Cam, I agree with you too, but there's only certain comedians who live with that type of mentality, yo. And the ones I know who are leading the pack in that shit, Bill Burr, Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle, yo, because them mm-hmm. niggas do not give a fuck. They don't about care anybody and what they say. They're gonna say whatever they're gonna say. You're gonna do, I look, do I look yeah. Korean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? And that's a fair point, Pope, because I think Eddie's st- starting to care what people say. Yeah, he's. He, I that's think he's felt like that for a long time, though. You're not giving him the the freedom to be fucking human, dude. Like that's that's what you're leaving out. You're just like, yo, if you're not doing comedy the way I think you should be doing comedy, then you fucking retire, nigga. Like that's that's basically what you're saying. They, yeah. it, it, what y'all saying? Just just retire. That's like me saying, yo, Pope, you drinking five Long Islands tonight, or you gonna have like two scotches? Pope gonna be like, I'm drinking two scotches and I'm chilling, yo. I ain't drinking Long Islands to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go ahead, go you know what it is? We we see we see the name and we just like, I right, well, we we looking to see what you can recreate, and it it wasn't what it was, yo. So I get what y'all saying. Eddie Eddie's in a is in a weird place because we want the old Eddie, but he had he can he. Adapt That's like Kanye. Time? 
Yeah. Like we not getting, we might, we might get old. We might Kanye get this old Kanye old. back now. You might, so. might, but yeah. Prayers <laughs> up, prayers up, yo. Yeah, I'm we might. Yeah, I know, I'm a big Kanye fan, yo. I want the old Kanye back, yo. But those those <laughs> classics that dropped when he first came out. Come on, man. Like those like, years ago. Fifteen yeah, years ago. Man. And the thing is, like, yo, honestly, yo, I think I think Eddie is just picking the wrong. Like, Come to America 2 was just not a great choice of movie for him, yo. Hey, Rant, could, you think? Yeah, I think it was. Like, I think it was a, it was a way that for everybody to get paid. And, like, they're going to try to do something new. I, I, I hope they decide not to do Beverly Hills Cop. Because, like, <laughs> I like Eddie on SNL, yo. I thought those skits was mad funny, yo. And I Me think... Too. I think that type of comedy is better for him now, yo. It's not that it's, like, G-rated or anything like that. But I just think... Like short form shit is fist boy of his style now, yo. Mm-hmm. Like he has some really yo that that elf shit had me crying, yo. The uh the other shit Gump- when it was like the Gumby too when Gumby came to the fucking uh to the desk. Yeah, that shit was jokes too. Gumby was and the, Mr. Uh, Robinson neighborhood. I still thought that was funny. The uh the family dinner when they were doing oh like, that was a good skit. That shit was mad funny. I mean, he, he's it's still there, but I'm just, I think he's just choosing the wrong type of shit, yo. Like he's hey, you making Eddie he, sound like the Nas of comedians. He's picking the wrong beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, son, that, that's a that's a that's a great comparison, yo. He is the yeah. Nas right now, yo. Yeah, because we know Nas's lineage is dope. Yeah, but he's Nas dope. come out with a new album, you like, man, these beats is trash. trash. Word, he like, has over the Sesame Street. Yo, he really he should just hire Rick Ross to pick his beats, yo, for his next album, yo. He don't gotta rap on him, just like, yo, pick the beat, yo. Let me do it, yo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough of that. We 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 all agree that the movie was mid, average, not terrible, but eh. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, average at best. It's average at best. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. knock anybody who watches it because, like I said, it's Eddie Murphy. Um, and if you we, watch the first one, you grew up. It's kind of like a rite of passage. You're gonna you're gonna watch it at least once, have a take on it. We all knew. Well, most of us knew going in. Like we're not getting the old Eddie back ever. So not right now. I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Tatiana Taylor, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yo, that's her. Oh. <laughs> hey. I had to look around right. real quick. All right, all right. Even Leslie had to tell him, like, you better go handle that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on the real though, they did uh Garcelli, what's her name? Garcelli Bouvoir dirty. She was just a flower girl. No That's what she, she was an original. But no extended yeah. line, no nothing. But you know, it hey. is what it is. Exactly, yo, yo. Yeah. She she yo, done, if Daryl only... showed up with Jerry Curls, we would be talking differently right now, yo. <laughs> we would have got a little bit of that old magic, man. Him and Patrice and the baby and the baby got Jerry curls. We we would have yeah. I would have bumped it up a little a few more points, yo. Yeah, but we didn't get that. So But no, 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 Daryl turned it down. Daryl, Daryl didn't want to be in the movie. Okay. Cause cause like I said, there were cameos in there I did not expect. I was like, oh. I'm like, yeah, okay. what's Louis? Yeah, post up. Like Louis Anderson, what you doing? Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. But anyway, segue. Now we're gonna talk about uh the final topic about New York Knicks. Or excuse me, NYC hoops being back and legit. 
Oh, this is the end of the podcast? Oh, all right. So I'll find a word, right? Uh, <laughs> damn, you, you, you disrespectful right now, man. You being disrespectful. I'm going to la- sick in like on sports? you. What's that? Yo, yo, why are you always playing me, D, yo? I, I know about sports. I'm just not... First, I ain't never been a Nick. Well, I, I was a Nick fan for one season. Yo, you was a Boston fan and a Nets fan, so you could you could see yourself yeah. out. Yeah. No, well, you a Nets fan, so you go represent the Nets. So for this chat, because of Vince Carter. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it and be like, yo, go Nets because they got Kevin. They got this fucking monster squad team. They got Kevin I, Johnson and I, Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie Michael Irvin. Like, I know my sports. <laughs> and, yo. and, and, their, and their coach, uh, Larry Bird, like, so. Yeah. I but, they got everybody, Pope, yo. Pope, you, you, you yeah. still live in New York. What is the atmosphere like with, if you see Nick fan? Yeah. Do I live in New York? Man, I haven't been out of my apartment in like seven years, yo. <laughs> I mean, you don't hear nobody talk about Nick's who? <laughs> COVID. Oh, who? I'm not in the streets. Like, I've been in my apartment, B. Man, you in New Jersey. You had to get there somehow. Post <laughs> so, in the sports today, game, huh? yeah. today, I'm in New Jersey, but for the most part, like, I haven't really been out in the streets. I was like, yeah, I'm our friends, nigga. Like, if y'all talk about it, then I'm, we talk, that's what we're talking about, yo. No, all right. Dwayne, <laughs> how y'all feel seeing it, that New York hoop is, is back on the map and legit? It's not a pushover. All right, as you guys know, I'm originally, I, I, I grew up a Bulls fan. And yep. I came back to New York in the past couple of years. And it's kind of like by osmosis, like I was always following the Knicks, the Giants, because that's what I grew up around. You can't escape your local teams. So I'm just yeah, I'm just going to claim out real quick, Cam. Just being out here, it made me like miss home. So I'm just like, All right, I can't be telling people I'm from New York and I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I'm rooting for the Bulls. They look like, what? what's wrong with you, yo? So watching the Knicks, even when the Knicks and Bulls were competing, I enjoyed those times. Like it, You want to see competition. And those are two major cities. So seeing the Knicks, I'm not saying they, they're, they're winning the championship, but seeing them compete every night uh, with, with a former Bulls coach, Tom, Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> Um, just got the <laughs> but seeing them compete and just like that's all you could ask for. Like me being on the inside, on the outside looking in, Nick fans were always delusional. They always saying we winning the chip. I think now they're being they're being more realistic. Like, all right, we got a coach. Let's do it the right way. Let's build this team. And that's what I'm enjoying watching the Knicks. We got a young team. We got assets. People, we're building a reputable, a reputable team, and that it, it's just a pleasure to look at. So I'm excited yeah. for for the future of New York. Yeah, I saw a video. I said the uh, camp of Knicks fans. They was outside oh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was right before championship baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, I call I call Knicks fans the internet in real life, yo. These... <laughs> oh my god, the franchise man, they hurt him, man. I, you know, I think time has. Fans of they're they're becoming smarter. You're just like, well, not those fans that you posted, Pope, but I think fans know like, all right, we we gotta we gotta reel it in a little bit, man. We gotta win a few more games. The media wanted to make fun of the Knicks when they're doing bad, but now that they're doing good, I'm not a fan of them now jumping on the wagon. Like, don't you 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 had a lot of fun making fun of us, but now that we're doing well, leave us alone, yo. Go talk about the Suns or somebody else. Seeing the Knicks go through year in, year out being a dumpster fire in the media 
and non-Nick fans alike. It's good to like I like to see teams that I grew up being perennial playoff teams come back and be decent and looking like like the Warriors were dumpster fire and it was a cool story to see them come up and be the Warriors that they are and then you start hating them, right? But they're good now, right? Seeing the Knicks be decent and not to be an easy out is refreshing being an NBA hoop fan. Um, I like certain players on the Knicks. I'm a fan of Mitch Robinson. I like Emmanuel Quickly. And I'm a big fan of Julius Randle, who a lot of Knicks fans shitted on before this season because, rightfully so, because Julius Randle used to just spin out of bounds. He is playing, Tibbs got Julius Randle playing at a level that I knew he could play at, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't see it because mm-hmm. he never got a fair shake with the Lakers. He did all right with New Orleans, and then he got to New York, and he was still playing like dummy, like a dummy. And then all of a sudden, contract gear Julius Randle looking like an all-star. Well, he was an all-star. He is all-star, yeah. He's an all-star. So much props to them. Um, but we also got to talk about – We got a good front office, too. We got Worldwide West. We got Leon Rose. There's yeah. a lot of good pieces in the front office where – Speaking of front offices, though – Mm-hmm. For every good, there's always that one Nick thing that y'all do. And right now, y'all being disrespectful to Patrick Ewing. The organization did. Fucked up for that, yo. They did uh, Oakley Dirty. Yep. They did, they're did. they doing um, Patrick Ewing Dirty. That man mm-hmm. built Madison Square Garden for New York Knicks. Shit, they did Spike Lee Dirty. And they did yep. Spike Lee Dirty. Yeah. The most faithful of faithful Nick fans. So, yeah. But however, with that said, it is in, like I watch the games. Like I tune in. I used to then tune in. They entertainment. They play defense. Yeah, exactly. IQ. This dude's a floater guy. They 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 got something over there. He man. got the best floater in the game. Word, told. Yo, so. Patrick Ewing. I don't understand how you're seven feet and people are stopping you. Like, bro, like you know who Patrick Ewing is. Patrick Ewing walked down the street in Long Beach. Yeah, people don't know who he is. Like you, everyone knows who this guy is, yo. How can you not know who he is? Yo? Yeah, they don't. They don't do that to Magic. They don't do that to Jordan. They don't do that to like any one of these superstars from the nineties walking into their building. Yeah, yo, here's your seat. Security guards are twenty three. They are age. They older. Like yeah. I never seen a nineteen year old security guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah. I actually got a final word, yo. Oh yo, shit. My final, my final word is uh, again, like Ansel, yo, I love you, dudes. Dwayne, yo, you are my fucking brother. I've known you for that <clears throat> long. But son, you destroy me when you be like, yo, I don't trust niggas and I don't watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I had that shit in the back of my head for about Wait, Rewan Rewan said it too. Yo, it wasn't yo, just me, yo. Rewan said it too, yo. yo. Like 15 years, that shit's been ringing in the back of my skull, yo. <laughs> and I just want to say, yo, I, yo, I don't know who the fucking... Uh, the, the dude who sells peanuts at the Knicks at the Madison Square Garden. I don't know who who walked who did the fourth play the third quarter <laughs> the fucking 18th game of, of, of fucking the season 24 of the Knicks and shit. But I got like a 30,000 foot view of what's going on in the NBA, yo. I know what's going on and shit. I watch the fucking shows. I, I don't follow the Nets like I used to because Vince Carter not there no more. But, and I, I do follow Honestly, I follow, I've been following LeBron for like the last fucking like five, six years, yo. Okay, Griff. Like, yeah, straight Griff, yo. <laughs> Purple and gold, okay. baby. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, before you get your final word, I will give a give Pope some credit because he do 
from time to time say some sports stuff, and I'll be shocked that he know about it. So oh, like, know, that, that's because of Unk, yo. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I got my own Pope. That's because of Unk, yo. Okay. Unk, right, Unk? Pope will come out with some, some knowledge, and I'll be like, yo, I didn't know he knew that. That's Unk, yo. That's, that's Shannon Sharp right there, Hope and Pope okay. out, yo. All right, yeah. all right. But, I mean. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You, yeah. you found it. With me growing up, like, I, I would listen to Ant knows. I was listening to WFAN. At 12 years old, driving my brother crazy. Like, yo, turn off the fucking radio, yo. Like, I just love sports. But when you find that, like, Shannon Sharp, he's a great personality. Club Shay <laughs> yeah. Shay, B. Yeah, Club Shay Shay. Like, you find <laughs> that person, it, you just like, it's like you don't even know. It's like the wax on, wax off technique. You just like, oh, shit, I know karate. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I kind of know that. So I, I respect that pull. My bad, yo. I'm trying, to, right. I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to make you stronger, yo. <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's the, it's the same shit I always say, man. Like, y'all, y'all my people because y'all keep me fucking real, yo. Like, if I ever came through with the super tight, shiny pants on, y'all niggas would smack the shit out of me and drag me back in the house to put on some real shit, yo. Like, like yeah, I, I don't feel like I can never fall because y'all niggas is always there to keep me up. Yeah, you, you know, could you could be yourself and then get checked, and you just like, ah, yeah, I, I went too far. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The orange chair was a bad look. All yeah, right, I got yeah, it. Okay. I got it. I got oh, it. I'll take care of it. Maybe not orange. I'll, All right, I'll, I'll take it. I got that. I got that. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um, my final word is uh, first of all, I want to say, Pope, thanks for giving me that uh, Apple Watch. Um, appreciate uh, it. But I'm also gonna say y'all kicking Wait, my Pope ass. Gave you, Pope gave you the Apple Watch. <laughs> Yo, you gotta understand. Cam gave me the, the hookup so I could get the new joint. Yeah. So I sent him my old joint, yo. So he gave me the Apple Watch, right? And I started getting on the. the yeah, I, I got on the uh, the ring challenge. But I gotta say, I gotta give it up to you and Dwayne for kicking my ass on it. Every day y'all closing rings. I barely close the standing <laughs> challenge, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'll be like, what is y'all doing? Man, Pope Pope one time did a challenge and oh, I swear shit, it looked like yo. ballet. And I was like, no. Pope, what oh, is you doing? I did yeah. yoga. Y'all niggas giving me shit, yo. I don't nah, know that shit looked like a pirouette, bro. I was like, this fool did not close a ring doing pirouettes. Yo, Kevin yeah. was like, two minutes left. Pope yeah. was like, yo, I'm about to do some yoga real quick. <laughs> Close this ring out, yo. I had to text him like, what is you doing? What are you doing in two minutes that you close that ring? I was like, this bullshit. You giving it to your kid and letting him run around the house. Huh? <laughs> I'm not going front in February. Nigga, I was on my shit, yo. That whole month, dude, I was doing everything. I was, I told the way. I was like, I woke up. I did some shit. And I looked on the clock. It was like fucking eight minutes left. And I had like some shit. To get. I was like, yo, I got to do something, yo. <laughs> Jump a jack, yo. Do a fucking all type of shit, yo. Yo, so I'll just, just, just make sure I hit them shit, bro. So, no, no what I want to say is, like, that's cool. Like, the physical challenge, it, it motivates me because before COVID, you know, I was always on y'all about the health and working out and whatnot, mm-hmm. eating right. And COVID has kind of put a monkey wrench in my plan, but I'm using the, the ring challenge as a way to stay at least somewhat active because I'm running around the house, you know, doing my, my dad thing and working and whatnot. But then when I do go skate, I turn it on. Y'all, y'all keep me motivated. So I appreciate y'all mm-hmm. for uh, keeping me up. But y'all like, y'all like molly whopping me in the ring challenge. Like I barely close rings 
like all three of them. It t- it's like every seven days. So shout out to y'all. I'll be and like, yo, I- did Ken watch Dot? This is like 8%. Sometimes I don't have it on though. Yeah, no, that's me. the problem. Yeah, Just leave yeah. it on all day. I, I I don't sleep with my shit on. I leave it on when I wake up. I put it on, and then before I go to sleep, I take it off and charge it. I work for the fruit company, so you know sometimes I get tired of seeing my own product on me. I'll be like, man, get the shit off me. So, I hear. Go ahead, Dwayne. I thought you kind of get a final word, but go ahead. Nah, well, nah. My final words is kind of piggybacking off of what you what you said in terms of fitness. Like everybody wants that uh, that crossover. PlayStation, Xbox to play people in different games. They want Marvel and Fox to join up to make movies. I want Apple Watch and Fitbit to combine. I need my friends on Mm -hmm. Fitbit to join in these challenges. So Fitbit, Apple, come together. Let's make this happen, y'all. I want to challenge people who have a Fitbit. Griff got a Fitbit. I think Cam Mm -hmm. Cam got a Fitbit, the other Cam. I want to yeah. see what they're doing, yo. I want to see what numbers they put in. Yo, and you don't, get your... <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that cute motherfucker off the screen. <laughs> I want to see what numbers these guys are putting up, yo. I need Apple. I need Apple and Fitbit to come together somehow. That's yo, that's, that's my final word. I used to have a Fitbit and... Me too. We, we was competing on Fitbit. It was yeah, me, like... Griffin, Cam. Yeah, yeah I had me walking around my apartment. Like, oh, shit. I got two yep. hours left. The Fitbit OS was the main reason why I even kept it, yo. You know, because because of the, the friends list, because I could see what I was doing. And I was like, yo, how is Griff got 400 million fucking steps in one day, yo? But then I forget. Smacking it with old people out that fucking wall all day, yo. So he's always moving. But it was like that scene that what other people were doing was getting me motivated to do more to try to keep up. Because, you know, I'm competitive for no reason, even when I can't always compete. <laughs> yeah, like today I'm like, yo, I gotta run. I gotta kill it today, yo. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna run six miles, yo. Yo, you, you, I'm so embarrassed. I bought uh gloves for when I hit the pull-up bar and a jump rope. So I'm back. Hell huh? yeah. Get that, jump, get that jump rope in, yo. The jump rope's good money, yo. Yeah. No, I said it's embarrassing. I'm not I'm keeping not up with y'all, it. Pope. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I so I, I started buying some stuff, so I'm gonna, it's like I'm back, get back on it because <laughs> y'all running laps. So y'all like, damn. But anyway, that has been a episode of another episode of the Table of Truth, and we are out. Peace. Peace.